All right. Welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This is a special edition episode. I've got a special announcement at the end for you, and I wanted to just do a little bit of rambling and hit on a few things. Uh, Might not be the most cohesive, so just bear with me. Just if you're keeping score here, this episode will not be a numbered episode. If you're counting when I say episode 22 or whatever, and you go, wait, there's 25 or 26. The way I've got it figured is... If it's not like a more concentrated episode, I just don't count the numbers. I know it's kind of a goofy thing, (laughs) and you probably could care less. But uh, if you're keeping track, the very first thing I ever did was an episode called – or an episode. Okay, not an episode. The very first thing I ever did was it was called Meet Uncle Steve, and I don't give that one a number when I number them. Uh, There's one called Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone Intro. I don't give that one a number either. And then I did one called The State of the Union from Uncle Steve. I don't give that a number either. And this one here will also be passing that up. So every now and then when I'm counting the numbers, uh, it gets a little confusing for me too. But anyway, we'll just call it. I'm kind of a weird guy. See, a weird part of my weirdness or maybe my uniqueness, something like that. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, let's get going here. And I've got a lot of different uh, topics I'm going to hit on here. Uh now, the last three episodes that you heard, they all came out when I was on holiday, on vacation, and or had just returned. The week I came back, I had an episode set to release the next day or whatever. So, but it was a very busy couple of weeks, and I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have time to to do anything like that. So I was good and you know, kind of ahead for my vacation. And uh, if you listen to the Ozzy Osbourne episodes that I did, uh, Blizzard of Oz or Diary of a Madman, side one and two on both of them, then you heard me talk to the very hated Mark. Well, on my vacation, the first week, our families went up to Yellowstone National Park, which is in Montana and Wyoming. And we went to the Grand Tetons, which are in the Wyoming in the USA. And the Grand Tetons were freaking awesome, amazing. Um, The second week, we had kind of a guy's trip. Now, if you follow my Twitter account, then you saw about Mark and his friend, the friend thought it was funny that I never called him by name. So his current name is Fun World. Uh, other names are another friend, his friend, him, he, that friend, the friend, Fun Town, or any other variation of the word fun and a place like Fun Village, Fun Island. You get it. There's a little, uh, the town we went to in Colorado has a little, uh, has a little fun park. And I went there with my family as a kid. My, there's pictures of me going down this big slide and the place is, it's called fun town or fun. Shoot. I can't remember fun town or fun world, whatever it is. But when we would discuss it while we were hiking or something, every, every time I would refer to it, I'd refer to it as something different. I'd say fun town or fun place or whatever. So, um, anyways, uh, Let's see. We discussed him coming on the show and going over an album with me. Uh, I don't want to get sidetracked by Mark's friend here, but we went and hiked in Colorado. And I use the word hiked a bit loosely. I wasn't in the best shape to really do a ton of hiking. And uh, that and the elevation and not enough time to really acclimate. We were only there. We got there on a Monday and flew out on a Friday. So we only really had three solid days. And we did have a blast talking and playing music for one another, though, and 
I'd never met Mark's friend before the day I arrived, and we hit it off pretty good. He'll definitely be a better guest than Mark, though, that's for sure. Uh, we saw some phenomenal views while we were there. We had a great time. Uh, hoping to do it again next year for sure, and hopefully be in better shape for to get more hiking in. Uh, we had planned on recording an episode of the podcast uh, actually while we were in. We stayed in this little town in Idaho when we went up there, and we were planning on doing it there because it was in a house. We rented a house together, and we were planning on uh, doing an episode while we were there, but we never got it done because I wasn't ready, and. The while we were in uh, Colorado, I got done and I was ready and I was hoping we'd re- get it recorded while we were there, but we just didn't get around to it either. Uh, we were just kind of hanging out and having fun. And um, but we're definitely planning another. I've got another episode with Mark planned for sure. And um, but what we did do since we didn't record while we didn't record one night, uh, we were sitting there on the couch and we were while we were planning on recording and uh, instead we started of recording, we started playing the diary of a madman side one episode for Mark's friend. And we, we just gave pretty much a live commentary while we did it. It was kind of like, he said, it was like a behind the scenes. He said, I should have recorded this and this could have been another episode. I was like, yeah, that was a good idea. Actually. Uh, his friend was full of good ideas. Apparently <laughs> uh, we paused it. We played snippets of songs to prove why the other guy was still wrong. And it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. Um, now, while I was out of town, I didn't get to thank anybody for sharing the podcast, and I'm going to do that right now. Uh, so there was about three or four episodes. I think that three episodes, I think that came out in between that time. And I've got it all written down here. I got, um, the first one that came out was kiss revenge side two. Cause I recorded the next, I had the next episode. I was doing that and I didn't have time to get it all together. And I just thought, well, let's do it when I get back. So that episode was shared by Yvonne from Malta, Andy from Falkirk, UK, James Alder from the planet earth. Brandon in Kentucky, Melissa from Boston, Stephen in Kentucky, and five other Facebook shares that I'm not able to see who they were. So uh, the next episode was the fans peace of mind episode that I did with Melissa from Boston. And the people that shared that one are Sean DeWoof from Texas, Brandon from Kentucky, two more mystery people on Facebook, one which was probably Melissa since she was on that episode, Melissa from Boston on Twitter, Melissa from Boston, again, Brandon from Kentucky, again, a double dose from both of them on Facebook and Twitter. Dom from, I believe Canada based on his cover picture on Twitter, Andrew Whitnall from Australia via Sussex, England, Don McIntyre from Liverpool, UK, Joel Hebensberger from Oklahoma, Andy from Falkirk, UK, the Mountain of Apes from, I'm guessing, Germany. And of course, Yvonne from Malta again. Next episode was The Diary of a Madman Side One, which was shared by Andy from Falkirk, UK. Jonathan Cormier from Quebec. Podcast Overhaul from The Galaxy. 
and Yvonne from Malta shared it on Twitter. On Facebook, Joel Hebbensberger from Oklahoma shared it. Michael Blair from Grandview, Texas. Thomas Ray from Texas. And Stephen in Kentucky shared it. And the last episode, I said three, this is four actually. The last one was the Diary of a Madman Side 2 episode, which was shared by Thomas Ray from Texas on Facebook. Stephen from Kentucky. Michael Blair from Grandview, Texas. They all shared it on Facebook. Uh, Ruben Alejandro from Argentina. Yvonne from Malta. And Brandon from Kentucky all shared it on Twitter. Once again, I really do thank you all for sharing the podcast. It's uh, you know, it's just one way to get it out there and let people find out about it. And one thing I really think is that I've wanted to do with having a podcast is I've had people ask me before, oh, well, you should do this band or you should do that band or you should do this or you should do that. And sometimes it's just, it's either bands I'm not interested or in or whatever. And I had, a, I had one friend of mine that he said, hey, why don't you do a, you know, you hate poison. Why don't you do an episode about how you hate poison? And I'll talk about, and I just was like, look, I hate poison. There's other podcasts out there that I do listen to that, that love poison. And if they're going to do an episode on poison, you know, I'll skip it. If I just, I, I, I said, look, I'm going to talk about bands that I love. I don't want to, you know, and I might do deep dives every now and then. Like I might get into an older band and say, Hey, I'm going to check this band out and give you my findings or whatever. But uh, I don't know when that'll happen, but I I was like, I want to talk about stuff I love. So I want to, it's really cool to be able to communicate with people, you know, just putting these episodes out and having people, you know, Oh, I like this. I like that. And it's, it's really, you know, talking about music with friends when you love music, like I do. And like, I'm, if you're listening, you probably love it too. So, uh, you know how great it is when you find somebody that you can hook up with on music and you're just, you know, it's, it's, it's in a, it just puts you in a zone, you know, uh, like the Iron Maiden zone or whatever, you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let me skip on here. Uh, one thing you've probably heard me talk about concerning Iron Maiden is that I always say, I tend to always say fear of the dark is my least favorite Iron Maiden album. It's the worst Iron Maiden album. And a lot of people will say that they like it better than no prayer for the dying. So I did a survey recently to see which album was more popular. And I was really shocked to see that No Prayer of the Dying was the favorite. No Prayer No Prayer for the Dying was the favorite of the two albums with 61.5% of the votes, which I was really surprised. I all the fear of the dark love, I just wasn't expecting that. Now my personal opinion is that the reason people think Fear of the Dark is so much better is because of the title track and its constant inclusion on all the tours and how it's a great live song. I, I get it. I love this. You know, you can't deny that, but I think that that one song elevates fear of the dark in people's minds to another level. You take that song off of fear of the dark and take your favorite song from no prayer of the dying, whatever, no prayer for the dying, whatever it is. You take that off that album and chances are, that you would probably change your vote to No Prayer for the Dying because the song Fear of the Dark really pulls that album up, really pulls that album up. I think that's how much of a difference the title track from Fear of the Dark makes, you know, in the opinion on that album. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't like the album because I like every, there's something I like on every Iron Maiden album. I like a majority of it, but I do think that No Prayer of the Dying, uh, why can't I say it right? No Prayer for the Dying is a better collection of songs roundabout. And you know that, those two albums were obviously at the tail end um, talking made and always kind of referred to it. People always say there's the uh, Paul Diano era, the Bruce era, the blaze era, and then the 
the Bruce era again, but they kind of referred to it like there's the Paul Deano era, then there's the Bruce era, then it, it, it kind of goes, then there's the non-Adrian era. So those albums didn't have Adrian on it other than Hooks and You, which was co-written. But I, I think personally, No Prayer is better collection of the songs anyway. So either way, uh, let's see here. Another thing that I was thinking recently was, what's the worst concert you've ever been to? Um, I've been to quite a few over the, you know, been to a lot of concerts over the years. And I wrote this on Twitter. Um, the worst absolute ever concert I went to, I had to take my sister and her friend to see poison. I mean, I, and I absolutely just hate poison. I mean, I'll give them a little credit cause they don't play country music, <laughs> but, um, I, I just don't like poison. They've never done it for me. Not saying that they have zero talent, but I just don't. You know, I don't like them. I never could get into their music. There's a lot of people that, you know, if I said I didn't like their, if I told you some people I didn't like their music, you might not listen to me anymore. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut there. But anyway, Poison, you're probably thinking, you know, that's terrible. But I I tell you, it it was even, it's even worse. It it gets worse than that. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Steve, how could it get worse? How could it get worse than seeing Poison? Well, you know, back in the day, this was probably in the, this is probably around 1990 late 80s 90s so back then they had opening bands that were you know that you'd heard of and the opening band was this band called warrant and if you've never heard them i'm not going to advise you to go listen to them to find out how they suck (laughs) how much they suck but those were like my sister's two favorite bands and i didn't like them you know you're talking i was into just i like some stuff that was probably along certain lines of that, you know, as far as maybe what's, what was considered glam or hair metal or whatever, but man, I just, I just couldn't do it. And it sucked so bad. And and, and I'm going to tell you this, it even gets worse. And you're probably really thinking now, uncle Steve, how could it get worse than poison and warrant? It gets worse because it was poison and warrant and they had really good seats. So that means that I was really, really close to the suck. <laughs> it was terrible. It was, I mean, now I will say the most boring concert I ever went to. Uh, I don't know if I'm blurring the lines of, of, you know, different styles here because I know people think that Nirvana, some people think Nirvana ruined music or whatever for hair metal or the metal and whatever, but I don't agree with that. I think Nirvana was rock and roll. They were just a totally different style, but I saw Nirvana and they were the most boring concert. Now I do believe in the timeline of things that I think this is right around the time Kurt Cobain maybe got out of a, um, like a, he was in a clinic for either being depressed or drugs or something. And he had, he got out of it in maybe Paris or something. And so I saw, I saw them in concert. It was December of 1993. So that was only uh, roughly four months before Kurt Cobain killed himself. If, if you believe he killed himself, there's, there's theories out there where they think it was a uh, Courtney love put a hit on him or something. I don't know if I believe that, but either way um, they were really boring. They they would play a song. They'd get done with a song and he'd just be like, thanks. And then they'd go into the next song and they'd get done. Thanks. And it just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think a front man has to be, you know, all up in your grill or anything like that, but it was, it was just boring. And, you know, I was on a, you know, I was with a girl too. So I don't know if that, 
you know, played a part of it, you know, wanting to leave early or whatever. But it was just, I just look at back and I always think it was boring. And, you know, given what happened a few months later with him and his sad end, I, I kind of wish I'd stuck it around. But, you know, either way, uh, let's see. Another thing I was thinking about is if you've, if I don't know if you've listened to all of my podcasts, if you're only an Iron Maiden guy, whatever. I've got, um, I talk about this on some of my older shows that when I started this, one of the reasons I wanted to start a podcast is because I listen to a lot of different shows. And a lot of times, you know, the language and the subject matter can get really, really out of hand pretty quick. And, you know, my kids go to public school, so I'm sure they've heard and seen plenty of things that, that I hear on these podcasts even, but it's not something I want to drive down the road and have my kids, you know, just, I just don't want to subject my kids to it. Not when they're with me. And I've I always just thought, man, I wish people, these people could kind of clean the show up and I could listen to this with my kids in the car. So my kids could see that there's someone else out there that loves, you know, kiss or wasp or Aussie or iron maiden or whatever, just as much as their dad, you know, cause they don't know anyone else that likes it like me. And, but I never could because, like I said, I'm not. I, I just, I just don't want to subject my kids to some of the conversations and all the language and all that stuff. And anyway, I'm wondering if there's any of you out there. I know some of you. I mean, I know a lot of you have kids. I see your pictures and on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I know people out there have kids, and I wonder: Do any of you ever listen to my show with your kids in the car? Uh, you know, and maybe say, Hey, listen, this idiot here likes, uh, Iron Maiden just as much as I do. So your dad's not a total, you know, your dad's got some taste or whatever. And, uh, I don't know, but I'm sure if they listen, I'm curious as to what they think. Uh, I think, what do they think I'm funny? Do they think I'm stupid? Uh, I'm curious of that. Cause I always, I have a, a saying that I used to always tell people like, you know, you go to family gatherings and things like that. And usually got a table full of adults and you got the table full of kids and the, Adults are talking about politics and, you know, adult things. And I always made my way to the kids table because I'm just like, kids are more fun to talk to. They're more fun to be around. They're not, they don't take the world so seriously. And, and in America, especially, I don't know how it is in every other country, but in America, everything, everything is political. So I just, it's, I hate, I hate talking to adults about a lot of things, you know, you can't, I don't have any real good close friends that, I can just talk music and, you know, so I wonder what kids, I enjoy being around kids and, uh, I wonder what kids think of the, of the podcast. So if you've had any, you know, if you have kids and they listen to it with you in the car, shoot me an email, tell me about it. Uh, it's, uh, iron maiden podcast at gmail.com. Tell me what your kids think. If they hate it, if they love it, whatever. Um, let's see. Another thing I'm always looking for people's iron maiden stories, how they got into the band and things like that. You know, I've obviously I've connected with a few different people. Um, you know, I've listened, uh, if you listen to the old, uh, I did the Iron Maiden stories and I had, um, I had Brandon from Kentucky on there and, you know, he told me his story about how he got into Iron Maiden in the mid eighties and, you know, some cool stories that happened while he was in school and different, you know, things that happened with that. And then of course I've had Melissa on, uh, on that one. And then she's been on a couple other times. So, you know, and those are real. It's great. I love hearing that stuff. And um, I got another one recently. I got an email from a guy and he's agreed to come on the show. So we're trying to coordinate that because he's not he's not in the States. So there's a big time difference in where we're at. So uh, working on that, we, we got the communication going and it's sounding like we're going to be able to get something happening and have a good conversation with that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, 
I was thinking this, uh, especially given Talking Maiden, it's like they've covered everything Iron Maiden from top to bottom. So there may you may if you listen to them, you may not have any answers for this question. But um, are there any questions that you have about Iron Maiden? or topics about Iron Maiden that you haven't heard discussed on my show or Talking Maiden or anywhere. Cause I, I just think it'd be interesting to have some, maybe a little, maybe a little interaction as far as throw me some topics. And if I don't know it, you know, I can figure something out or we can just, it can be a discussion or whatever. Uh, if you have that Iron Maiden podcast at gmail.com, send me some topics you'd like me to discuss maybe, or you don't know, whatever, something you haven't ever heard, or maybe a theory. I'm, I'm going to throw a theory out here in a little bit. Uh, about Iron Maiden and some stuff that uh, that that I haven't heard anyone say. So I'm curious if maybe you have something that might be a whatever. Now, as you're hearing this, this is going to be released uh, special. This is going to be on Saturday here. From the time I'm recording this, it's 19 minutes until Saturday. <laughs> so, so I'm going to pretty much release this as soon as I'm done, uh, as soon as I hit the stop button. But uh, yesterday was the last official episode for the excellent podcast I've referred to multiple times, Talking Maiden. Uh, it sucks that they're stopping because... You know, you listen to these podcasts and they become a part of your life, your entertainment. They keep you company. I, I drive, I drive a truck. So, you know, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of times where I've, you know, you can binge on those things. They've got so many episodes out. You can listen to four or five hours in a row. Um, I do understand why they stopped and I definitely respect it. They sounds like, you know, they had certain goals they wanted to accomplish when they started and they accomplished out, they accomplished what they wanted and they probably got a lot more done than they thought they would. Um, it's really cool what they got done. And I say hats off to Josh and to Nesbitt. Uh, we'll hear y'all all again. We'll hear y'all together again when something big happens in Iron Maiden land. Uh, Nesbitt also announced, if you didn't listen, he's doing another podcast uh, on the band Night Demon. It's titled Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, which you can find at nightdemon.net. The first episode is already out. So um, now for me, my absolute favorite Talking Maiden episodes that the guys did were episodes 78 through 82. They were called The Birth of the Beast episodes. It's pretty much goes from Steve Harris getting his first bass guitar all the way up to the recording of the first Iron Maiden album and everything in between, all the band members, all the different lead singers. And if you haven't listened to him, yes, there were more. It wasn't just Paul Diano. There's a lot of history that goes on. Um, really, oh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, I love those episodes. It's like, um, if you haven't ever listened to that, at least listen to those episodes. Um, Trust me, you will thank me after you listen to that. And I really think that listening to those, I really feel like, you know, Iron Maiden should probably hire Nesbitt to put an Iron Maiden documentary together because I think it's, 
uh, probably more thorough than anything you would even see. He, he, he really dug deep, really, really deep. But seriously, hats off to Josh and Nesbitt for all of your time put in for our entertainment. Um, listening to it, I know that I, I agree with them. It's, it's it, a podcast is a lot of work. It's, it's a blast to communicate and meet people and all that, but it does take, it, it requires your time and it, it, it's, it's, uh, a <clears throat> it's a little more than, than you might think you're, you're getting into it out of it. <sighs> you're putting in more to in more than you think you, you thought you would have at the beginning, but it is a blast. It's fun. And, um, like I said, I've met a lot of cool people already and I'm just, you know, I'm just, I don't know, a few months into this. So now another fun listen for different reason is Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast or WIMP. Now, I'm an American, and I've never traveled across the pond, as they say. And I love Wayne's dry wit. And, you know, I kind of consider it like an English personality. Maybe that's not totally accurate. He can he can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, I think that Wayne is pretty brilliant with a lot of stuff he comes up on this podcast. Uh, when I listen at times and I hear things, I just think, I wish I'd come up that. I wish I'd come up with that. Brilliant. Brilliant, Wayne. So I'm going to address one thing about Wayne's show that may be a bit controversial, though. And that is his poetry-giving co-host, Trevor. If you listen, and I'm sorry if you hear the squeaking in the background, this right here. It won't squeak now that I'm trying to make it squeak, but my chair is really squeaky. If you listen to... Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, then you know that Trevor has a bit of an attitude. He seems to think that because he has a guest spot on an Iron Maiden podcast, or maybe a better way to say it is he's the Robin to Wayne's Batman. Anyway, you can tell that being on such a successful podcast has really went to his head. And I think that Wayne should stand up and bring someone else in to tell poems on his show. And I'm sure you're thinking right now, well, Uncle Steve, Who should he bring in? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've written a poem to tell you who I think he should get. And the title of my poem is A Texan Named Uncle Steve. (laughs) Okay. Children of the Damned on Acacia Avenue. Wayne needs a new poetry person, but really, tell me who. A big change on a worldwide show? How do you see that through? Just like Iron Maiden has a basis that you know will never leave, the obvious choice to replace Trevor is a Texan named Uncle Steve. Run to the Hills and Gangland are on the number of the beast. How many complaints about Trevor? There's got to be a feast. When you are listening to Wayne's show and you feel there's no reprieve, when Trevor's voice comes on, do you feel it's time to grieve? Hey, wait, Wayne, here's an idea. A Texan named Uncle Steve. Oh, Wayne, I know that doing a podcast can really be a grind. When a co-host turns egotistical, maybe they should be left behind. And when you're looking for a replacement poet, they may be hard to find. But just remember, a Texan named Uncle Steve will be here for you when you cover peace of mind.
Thank you. So hopefully Wayne will hear this poem and my phone will be ringing or my Twitter DM will be dinging really soon. Now, if you listen to my last episode that I did with Melissa from Boston, you heard us discuss Blaze Bailey's album, Silicon Messiah. And even remember, I mentioned that I had just gotten Blaze's most recent three studio albums, the Infinite Entanglement albums. Well, just let me tell you this. I figured with how great that I thought Silicon Messiah was, that was just on the heels of him being in Iron Maiden. There's no way that these three albums, all these years later, will be as good as Silicon Messiah. Well, just let me tell you, I am again very pleasantly surprised. These albums are nothing short of incredible. The story is great. The music's phenomenal. I mean, the band is awesome. There's melodies and hooks for days on this thing. I set it up as a playlist on my phone, so it just goes straight from the first album through the last, and it's seamless. Blaze's vocals are also awesome. And even after listening to the first of the three albums, I thought, well, I'm sure there'll probably be a drop-off in the hooks and the melodies going into the second album. Nope. And then I thought, well, probably going into the third album, there would be a drop-off. And I just got to be honest, it's all get out here. There is no drop-off. Those albums are all incredible. When the third album ends, I just want more. Hats off and well done to Blaze Bailey. If you're hearing me, if you've never listened to these albums, take the time. I mean, even if you Spotify them or whatever, I ordered them all from Blaze, got them all signed, did all that good fun stuff. These albums are, it's great. The story, I mean, the whole thing, everything's, it's just, it's really well put together. I mean, some bands have a hard time, even if you've heard Bruce Dickinson talk about the Seventh Son, you know, album being a story and everything. He said it wasn't that great. He said it was, you know, it's a great album, obviously, but he just said, he he had said at the time that Operation Mindcrime, he said they did the the good album, the good concept album. Well, Blaze Bailey did a great three, a three stories, three not three stories, three albums of one great story. It's awesome. And uh, I was chatting uh, on Twitter with Nesbit from Talking Maiden recently, and he had told me that he told me that Blaze is working on a book for the Infinite Entanglement series. And I tell you what, I can't wait, man. That guy is brilliant. Uh, it's really, really great. Um, and here's here's something that I've thought of. This is kind of something I'm hoping. This is an idea that I had that uh, I've never heard anyone really discuss. Now, I thought about Blaze Bailey and when he was in Iron Maiden, and I've got an opinion here that it might upset some Maiden fans uh, just because we love Maiden so much and it's hard not to always think of them in the most positive light. But I'm going to say a couple things. Now, Blaze had a motorcycle accident uh, when he got into Maiden at first, and it pushed the recording of the X Factor back about a year. And uh, so you factor in that start. I was around 94. Uh, uh, Bruce came back into Maiden in 99. So let's just say that they recorded uh, the X Factor a year earlier, and they toured it. Then they did Virtual 11, and they toured it. And at that point, if you pull back a year, it would have been December of 97 instead of December of 98 when they ended the uh, Virtual 11 tour. And so I imagine at that point, you know, Bruce and Adrian were still on the Bruce Solo stuff. And let's just say that Iron Maiden recorded Brave New World with Blaze. Now, we, you probably know that there were quite a few songs that they were working on 
with Blaze uh, that ended up on Brave New World. And there's probably, I'm not exactly sure. I've never heard Blaze say how many songs on Silicon Messiah he had worked on that probably could have ended up on the X Factor as well. And if you've heard that, you know it's a great album. Now, if they had recorded Brave New World with Blaze, I'm not saying it would have been the world breaker that it was because, you know, you add Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson back to the band and that that right there is a big adrenaline shot. Um, but it just seems to me like the band was holding back on some of the material uh, when they did Virtual Eleven. And if they went all out on Brave New World like they did with Bruce, if they would have done that with Blaze, I think that the band would have gained some serious traction. Um, you know, I think they that it might have really pulled them up. And who knows, we may never have gotten Bruce back. I think we would have gotten Bruce back eventually regardless because – People want to see the the glory days, people singing. And, you know, I get it. And, hey, I love almost every bit of everything Maiden's put out. I love every bit of everything I've heard Blaze put out so far, which is the three infinite entanglements and Silicon Messiah. So, you know, we'll never know what would have happened if that had happened. And, um, and, you know, we got, like I said, we got the great music. Now, here's my controversial opinion, though, about Blaze Bailey. Like I said, the hooks and melodies on these albums that I'm hearing, they're so amazing. And I imagine, well, imagine this. Imagine Blaze Bailey and Adrian Smith writing songs together because that kind of seems to be Adrian Smith's forte. So, I'm, you know, Blaze hadn't done these kind of, I mean, he was obviously on a learning curve the whole time he was in Maiden. And he, I just can't imagine him and Adrian Smith writing songs together would have been really, really awesome. Um, anyway, uh, the I think that a lot of the hooks and melodies that they might have would have been squashed by Steve Harris. Um, not that they don't use hooks and melodies and made you know they you know they do a lot of that, but I don't know if you know in Blaze's own band he's got you know the ability to do anything he wants and there's no parameters to really go by. But you know in, in Iron Maiden things have to fit in a certain frame. They have to fit in a certain little kind of you know, way of doing things. And I don't know if everything that blaze would have doing would have fit or and if Steve would have allowed it. Um, so personally, I think that blaze really really, re- I think he realized his full potential by not being an iron maiden. He went through iron maiden college. Uh, he learned a lot about songwriting and putting songs together and, Oh man, he, it works awesome. But I don't know if that makes sense that, uh, I don't know what if I, I don't know if what I, if what I just said makes any sense or not. But um, it makes sense in my head. So if you agree or disagree, email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail and tell me if you disagree or agree, if you have any uh, interesting theories about Iron Maiden that, uh, you know, and let's, let's uh, create some discussion points there. Now, lastly, uh, a few months ago, I did Iron Maiden. Uh, you know, the month of May was all Iron Maiden. And I'm sure I've got some listeners or passers-by that are saying, why is he doing Ozzy Osbourne? Why is he doing Kiss? I thought this was an Iron Maiden podcast. And I understand where you're coming from, but there will be times where I do cover other bands that I love. Um, But if that's the way you feel, then I do have some great news for you. August is going to be, here's the big announcement. August is going to be another month of nothing but Iron Maiden. It's not Iron Maiden, 
and I can't call it Iron August. Uh, no, it doesn't work. Uh, but we'll call it August Maiden, if you will. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into more Iron Maiden for sure. I've got a couple of special uh, people to come on and talk with me lined up. And like I mentioned earlier, if you have any other questions, topics, anything you'd like to hear, email me and let me know. Another thing is, I don't know where you listen to uh, the show at, but if you listen to it on iTunes, you can leave reviews. If you like the show, leave me like a five-star review. I don't really ask for these things very much. I don't really have any. Uh, there's like a couple that are on there. But um, if you listen to it on there, go leave me a five-star review because I think the more reviews you get, it kind of helps you create uh, – it kind of helps you – makes you more visible to people that might be looking for things like that. And uh, anyway, I think that's about all I've got for this week. So uh, up the irons and I will be talking to you very soon. So good night from me, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie and the boys. Yeah.